0: The Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic.
1: Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark. This is the Tea Health Show in studio today, as always, my lovely producer, Sam Peewee. And like last week, we have Dante Lodati, as well as Chris Avon-Smith, one of our former hosts of the Tea Health Show in studio with us and we are continuing our discussion on aesthetics and we focusing on male aesthetics the topic of today's show uh is about what are the most common and most popular treatments what are they and how do we use them morning guys Good morning, morning. morning. Okay, so again, I have um, willingly taken the hot seat. Um, Who's up first? Shall I go first?
0: I think it's a very good idea.
1: (laughs) Um,
2: Mark, there there are so many different treatments. Now, as a layperson, um, I think half, half, half the people out there don't know the difference, what is the neuromodulator, what the difference is, when would you do use what, and how, um, are there any sort of preferences, and so
1: on, and so on. how do you unpack all of that? Um, okay, I think maybe it's a good place to start um, with the ones that we all know, and that's um, Botox. Botox. Mm. So, Botox is actually a registered trade name of a product. So, in um, my field of work, when I speak to the public or when I speak to uh, other doctors, I'm not allowed to use the word Botox. So, we use its action. It's a neuromodulator. Now, in simple terms, a neuromodulator Is something that's going to change how the nerve functions It modulates neural action
0: I have to say something here when you talk about a neuromodulator, I immediately think of Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror show. <laughs> turn on the neural modulator. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well you know what you
1: just I
2: got gave you, away. Your, I got you.
1: <laughs> you just gave away your age, Chris. <laughs> so you don't look it, but you gave it away. Thanks to um, you. <laughs>
2: for my time.
1: So um I think the most common treatment and something that everyone would have heard about is Botox, uh, whether they have good, um, uh, connotations to it or bad connotations to it. So let's just say, um, your neuromodulators, uh, Botox, Disport, those are the two brand names that's currently available in South Africa. They both made from botulinum toxin and different types botulinum onobotulinum toxin and apobotulinum toxin a big words you don't really have to know about it. Um, I think the most common misconception is that this is some kind of poison. Like botulism. Botulism is a disease. Yeah. So okay. let's let's just go back and say where botulinum toxin comes from. It actually comes from the cell membranes of uh, Clostridium botulinum, which is a bacteria which is deadly and you know what, which gives you horrible, horrible diarrhea. Yeah, it it really is not something that you want to have. It's incredibly potent. Um, one gram of botulinum toxin can kill the world's population. Sure. Oh, so if you think um, when I get it packaged, um, I have one nanogram.
0: Wow. That
1: yeah. is given to me in a bottle. Um, and with that, I can treat a couple of patients. So the action of uh, Botox is to decrease muscle activity and we use it for the treatment in aesthetics which is the last place where it actually was registered Mm. for was for treatment of lines between the eyebrows that's the first place where it yes exactly there those angry 11s we call it the glabella frown um that was the first place where botulinum toxin was registered for, for aesthetic use. Now, a couple of years ago, it hasn't been long. It gained registration for uh, the use around the eye area, the crow's feet. And if I'm not mistaken, it's also registered now for forehead lines. Um, those are the horizontal lines that form when you lift your eyebrows. So those are the only places where it's registered for. The interesting thing is botulinum toxin has been around for many, many, many years. Um, it's been used in the treatment of spastic patients, so your cerebral palsy patients, etc., etc., because it relaxes the muscle. And it releases the pain that these people have because of the contractures of, of these muscles. It's also very effective as a neuromodulator to stop excessive sweating. Mm. So we we use it um, um, especially under the arms. You can use it on the hands and the soles of your feet. But it's quite painful to do that. So you really need to know how how uh, you do that, chris, you had your
0: hand up yeah i've just i 've just heard um that uh, two of my friends have been suffering from anal fissures, and they 've what 's that
1: anal fissure so a fissure is l- literally a chasm, so think of a canyon okay. that 's a fissure it 's a crack,
0: and in order to to aid the healing process they 've been injecting. Botox. Botox in around the sphincter, etc., so that there's no straining and that sort of thing, and it okay. has worked incredibly well.
1: Yeah, as as mm. a muscle relaxant, it would do mm. that. Mm. So if you think, Chris, um, for instance, about the eye, yes, the muscle around the eye is a circular muscle, so it's basically a sphincter. Yeah. So when it contracts, it contracts in. All directions So think of uh, When you have One of those Old purse purse bags Or coin bags yes. um, And if you pull it Tight uh, It starts crinkling Now You know With any kind of Sphincter Does exactly That It's it's a round Muscle mm. Or a circular Muscle That just Pulls together um, And it, it Closes off So that's what mm. We have We have Two sphincter Like structures In the In the face uh, one is around the mouth and the other one is around the eye area. Um, so uh, theres there, it's got a myriad of uses, mm. as you said. The ones that we are all familiar with is, as we know it from radio and TV and magazines, it's the colloquial term Botox. It's a trade name. Its um, South African counterpart is called Disport uh, around the world. You have lusians and Azulure, um all from Gelderma, so Allegans is Botox. So those are the two that we have. Um, it's a very easy treatment to do, and we use it to treat ex- um, lines that form with movement. So that's when you smile or when you frown, mm. et cetera, et cetera. That's where we use this. Um, in men, I think this is a beautiful treatment to do for your executive male with that constant scowl, um, where they just look unapproachable and a little bit angry, um, or very deep forehead lines. People um, that lift their eyebrows the whole time form these very deep lines on the forehead, which is unapproachable. It makes them look unapproachable. Mm. Mm. Um, so that's the places where I use it most. I, I, I'm not a fan of using it um, around um, the eyes of men. I, I do think that, you know, at having lines around the eye um, – Actually, adds a little bit of character and makes a man more sexy. That's my personal opinion.
0: After after our discussion last week around that and and what makes a man look ha- handsome, I was watching the great. British break Off, and Paul Hollywood is the quintessential good-looking exactly. man. Exactly, actually, you know what? That's a brilliant. It was amazing. I was sitting and and I was analyzing his face. He's amazing. It, it, it's amazing. So I would I would go with Paul
1: Hollywood, um, George Clooney. George Clooney, absolutely. Brad Pitt to the mix. <laughs> uh, you know no. what? Brad Pitt, uh, as he's getting older, he's becoming less attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where your George Clooney, in my opinion, is becoming more attractive. He's like a Sean Connery. Yes. Um, that actually just got better with age yeah. as they got gray. Um, you know, but they, they started just exuding something else. Uh, um, instead of being a pretty boy to being, yes. Oh my God. This is someone that I want to be with uh, who I trust. Mm-hmm. So since you had a question.
0: Um, I wanted to know when it comes to like, well, Botox, is there like an ideal age to kind of start for men or should it just be like whenever you feel like it? Well, you know what? I,
1: I, I think, um, in my practice, it's always when you start seeing resting lines, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a good idea for you to start thinking about do I want to address this, or am I going to let it get worse and worse and worse? It's that thing that we spoke about last week. That um, grow old gracefully, but don't look like an old piece of skin. Mm. Um, yeah, but graceful is more in, in my opinion. In any case, it's it's about composure and attitude more than. You know what, look old. No, You know what, we do not associate with old people. Um So you can look good for your age. You don't have to look different, mm. but just look good for your age. So for me, resting lines, and let me just explain resting lines, is if you're sitting in the yoga class quite zen with a neutral expression on your face and there are lines that you can see, mm-hmm. that's a good time to – To start, um, thinking of resting lines. You see those lines in rest. They're there when you sleep. Now, the moment that you start animating and you start moving the face, those lines just become deeper and deeper. So, um, it's, it's the resting lines that, that you want to do. And I will treat that specifically. Forehead, frown lines, um, not necessarily the eyes it, it really depends on on the guy it's, uh, himself, but you know what I, I i like a little bit of a crow's feet uh, around the eye for a guy, just
2: to get away from the the lions. why do I seem to remember um that you can treat acne with Botox is that or am I getting it totally wrong
1: so n- you know what, Chris mentioned something for um, Botox being used for helping the um, healing of tissue. Mm-hmm. And um, Botox can be very successfully used in helping to prevent and heal scars. So if we think of serious wound mm-hmm. um, or even burns – Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we now use Botox in minute quantities around the edges um, of this uh, uh, wound to speed up the healing process. So just think when you when you have that bad carpet burn or when you came off your motorbike and you gashed out a piece of skin. Um, so. You know what, when I, I always tell my patients, this is not something that, uh, the, you do what your mother and your grandmother said to you. You need to let it dry so that it can heal. That's the last thing that you do. Yeah. You actually keep it covered, um, with an antibacterial or something like that to speed up the healing process because every time that you bend that, it cracks and it pulls and it bleeds and it forms new infection etc cetera, etc cetera. so for scarring um hypertrophic scars even um hair loss um we can use uh, botulinum toxin um in small quantities around that scar and it it speeds up the healing process it's actually quite phenomenal one of the other things that um we we start looking is um, the treatment of migraine and tension-type headaches, um, bruxism, which is when you clench your jaw. Um, I, I have a, a, a pet peeve um, when my patients come in and they tell me, yeah, I've just been to the dentist and he's given me a bite plate, and I, sit, I, I tell them, okay, so he's given you the bite plate. What do you do when you put the bite plate in? chew on it exactly so does it actually treat Mm -mm. the hyperactivity of those muscles and it doesn't so it actually makes it worse so the bite plate is there so that you protect your teeth so that you don't grind off the enamel but you know it it really doesn't address the problem so for grinding of teeth those teeth and those headaches and jaw aches that you get from that you know what, uh, the go-to treatment is, is, um, neuromodulators or, um, toxins. So, wow. um, we even use it in urological conditions, like overactive bladder syndrome. So for that ladies, yeah, for ladies, uh, who constantly feel that, uh, you know, but the, they have to pee every couple of minutes. And when they pee, it's like six drops that comes out because that bladder is irritated, we very successfully inject them with neuromodulators into the bladder, and it relaxes that bladder. Remember, what it the, uh, the whole action behind um, your neuromodulators or botulinum toxin is that it relaxes overactivity of muscles. It decreases that overactivity of muscles. So what
2: about something like um, premature ejaculation?
1: It's not going to work for premature ejaculation, but I'm glad that you went into that direction because we use it very successfully in the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Yeah. All of you are looking <laughs> at me, something that relaxes. Well, I, I had to cross my legs. Of <laughs> <laughs> think, think about this. Um, if I relax the muscles, Every single blood vessel in my body has muscles around it. Mm. So if I relax that muscle, mm-hmm. the problem with erectile dysfunction is damage to the blood flow. We can't get blood in or out of the penis. Um, it's sponge tissue. Mm. But for that sponge to fill with blood, we need to get the blood there. So when you inject botulinum toxin, you relax those vessels around, uh, or the, the muscles around those blood vessels getting better blood flow and a far better erection. It's, it's not a one-sort of thing. You, you do it and it lasts for a couple of months. Um, I think that's, that's something that we need to answer. Um, is how long does Botox last? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is very, very important that we understand it. Um, I want to actually go one step back and answer the question, is it safe? Now, this is the safest product that we have ever brought to market for one simple reason. Nothing that we do with it is permanent. And it's all in its method of action. So it inactivates a nerve ending. But the moment that that nerve ending – is inactivated. The body regenerates a new one. Hmm. So nothing that we do with Botox is permanent. And I think that's one of the most amazing things is that body's regeneration. um, And remember what I just said, it's the body's ability to regenerate Mm -hmm. um, as well as the fact that Botox doesn't have any metabolites. So, it doesn't change into anything mm-hmm. that now needs to be excreted through the kidney or the liver or accumulate somewhere in the body. So it, it's, it's, it's a really, a really safe product in the hands of someone that knows what they do because your result is completely dependent mm. on who puts it where in what amount. Mm. Um, so on average, the longevity Of your botulinum toxins And there's quite a bit of debate uh Between the, the two big pharmaceutical companies Allergan and Galderma uh, On this because they have two different toxins So on the Botox side At the moment we're seeing longevity Of I would say Two and a half, three to four months we sure. on disport. We see four to five months. Mm-hmm. And that's proven in the literature. Um, it's a slightly different molecule. Um, and between the two products, the one contains a higher concentration of neurotoxin and that's the, um, one. And therefore, its onset of action is a little bit faster and a little bit longer lasting. But on average, Mm. uh, you know what, just think about it, that you should get between three to four months, depending on the dose of uh, Botox. And and
0: it doesn't suddenly... (laughs) So it's a it's no, the a onset slow, of
1: action is is slow. gradual. Yeah. You know what? I um I have so many women that walk into my office, my husband doesn't mustn't know that I've done that. And I he say won't. to him, you know what, number one, if, uh, it's know. so <laughs> gradual. And number two, you know, but the only thing that he will notice is if you you dye your pubic hair. So um uh, If that. <laughs> uh so guys really aren't aren't um Seeing that, yes, you can overtreat. Mm. Um, and it does have complications. And the biggest complication of Botox that we have to contend with is a, a droopy eyelid or an eyebrow. Um, but as I said, it's not the product that caused that. It's mm. either the injector that injected in the wrong area or the patient who, after the injection, right. rubbed. V area so hands off. Um, there's a couple of myths um about it where they say you can't have alcohol, you can't lie down, etc., etc. The
0: only one, but don't frown, that, don't smile. No, actually, what, what I was you told. know, what
1: I, I when it comes yeah. to you can't lie down. Um, yes, you can't go and lie down and fall asleep on your face. Mm. But you know, if you can sleep like Dracula. Directly afterwards uh, No problem I have done Botox and gone clubbing yeah. Or I have done Botox and gone To the gym And believe me nothing untoward In fact,
0: It's almost better to have it's, that mobility. Yes because it, yeah. it
1: spreads the product A little bit yeah. Okay so that is your Botulinum toxin that's probably the most Common and um, the well Best known one mm. For guys I really do think It's a good option
0: Um so what's like the the least common one for guys? If that's the most common one.
1: <clears throat> the most the least common one for mm-hmm. guys. Hmm. In my practice or everywhere?
2: I guess we'll go with your practice.
1: <laughs> Botox.
2: Oh. Sure, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, in my practice, I use, um, a far greater amount of tissue fillers and biostimulators and hair restoration than I do Botox. Um, so I'm one of the very, very few practices that, um, use the other products more. If you uh, – b- the bread and butter of any aesthetic practice is botulinum toxin. Oh, okay. I mean,
0: it's a bit injections. like the name Hoover. Yeah. You, you, you know, I'm going – I want to have uh, – we've heard it, so we're going to use a Hoover. I'm going to go and get Botox because that works. You know, yeah. I think that uh, that's in the common parlance what, yeah. what it's all about.
1: So I – my practices uh, for the past probably 15 years – um, been about eighty percent fillers and twenty percent botox, where most of the practices is the other way around
0: can i ask ask a question this is from me moving you 're talking about fillers now mm. and my favorite my
1: yeah one of my favorite products to
0: use what what fillers are around because when fillers started becoming a thing, I had a few uh, I had some done And I found that the effect didn't last And I absorbed whatever it was And it it, it just it, it wasn't great And then I started using other products and stuff And it started getting better But w- talk about fillers I, m- I mean Okay so let's talk about
1: fillers Tissue fillers yeah. uh, Like we call them in the industry And these are Hyaluronic acid compounds In a gel form That um, we use to treat deep lines, wrinkles, and volume loss right in the face. So, for me, Polyfilla for your face. Yeah, think of this as polyfiller. I
0: always think of it as toothpaste. That, that consistency. I, d- I don't know why, but I think of that consistency yeah. going in. Well, I know, but that 's my mental so um
1: the main areas that we treat with that, and this is i uh, I have to be honest um i 've been doing this for twenty two years now, and what we did twenty years ago and what we do now are light years mm. apart um how we assess the face and how we treat the patient is different. Um, to, to answer your question, there's different fillers on the market. There's actually, to, to be honest, there's a myriad of fillers. Um, in the international market in South Africa, we basically, I would say have five, five different houses. Um, the current market leader um, is the Restlin range from Galdoma. Mm. Second, um, Galdoma took the first spot over from Allegan with the Juvidom range. Yes. Then we used to have Teusel, which is no longer freely available. Um, uh, the company that brought them uh, or brought that into the country has given up distribution rights. So, but Tucel was available. When you have a chromophilus, something that, in my opinion, um, I'll, I'll just leave it there. You can make your own assumptions of that one. Um, uh, Dome Africa has uh, another one, um, uh, mesoesthetic phyllus. It's a new kid on the block, really new kid on the block. Um, uh, really not of of any uh I would say concern to the um Brand other famous. product or the other brands yet. It's not a bad fellow. Um and um then you have um Yeah, those, those are the, I think those are the four big ones in South Africa that I can think of. Mm. Some, some doctors might, um, you know, would fly somewhere or get someone to pick something up uh, across the border and, and bring it in, which they use. And it's purely a cost implication. Yeah. So when it comes to filler, it's that old thing about the best technology costs more.
0: Right. I was just gonna go ask ask costs, you know, yeah. because it's so not a I. cheap it's not a cheap yeah, so exercise I. generally. The the best
1: technology costs more. Why? Because the amount of research and development mm. that's gone into it is great. So um, my the product that I use is the wrestling range and it's got it's two different Technologies. Uh, you have NASHA technology, which is um, natural entanglement of hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. So think of a ball of spaghetti, mm-hmm. um, and we keep that ball of spaghetti in it in that form, um, and that's how we inject it into the skin. That hyaluronic acid. It's the normal natural entanglement. Now, that's patented, and that patent has been around for many years, and no one else has been able to copy it. It's brilliant. Okay. It really is brilliant. And it created a product that, in my mind, is the best product to treat men with. For a simple reason, it, it gives you a targeted integration, and it doesn't give volume. It gives projection. Right. So you don't create that soft pillow face exactly what we said in men uh last week is you want structure sharp, clean lines, not soft curves like you like you want in women
0: Can I just pick up on something you said that's the best product to use on men
1: uh, in my opinion
0: in your in, no in your my your opinion. Opinion, your just opinion. my my own personal opinion is there is there a difference that you between products, do you use certain products more on men and certain products more on women, or can you do you mix it? it up? Actually, depends on the skin quality. Okay,
1: that makes um, sense. Yeah, so recently with Dante, I did um, a it was actually it went out. Is it going out today, or did it go out on Tuesday? What the, the social media post on uh, facial aging. I think it went out on Tuesday. It went out on Tuesday. Yeah, I think okay. saw it. So um, if you understand, and I, I have to stress this because mm. um, at some point I'm sure that one of you going to go ask me how do I pick an aesthetic practitioner. Um, it's all about doing a facial assessment. Mm. Remember, we are doctors. So when you go to a doctor, we need to make a diagnosis. We need to know what is causing the problem. That's number one. And I think in the aesthetic industry, this is probably the thing that um is lacking when I do training on other doctors is that understanding of making the diagnosis, understanding the underlying condition. Mm. They can give me – um uh, you know, when I ask them, tell me about the patient, they say, okay, the patient needs that, 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 and that. So they immediately go to the treatment plan that they have in their mind without understanding the underlying condition. And then what you need to do is you need to be able to understand the anatomy and the dynamic anatomy. Mm. Mm. Um, The face moves. So you cannot think of it as static because what I'm going to inject either needs to move or... Not move. Yes. So it all depends on where you put your injection, what product you're going to use, what are the properties of a product mm. that will give you the result that you need, because not everything is suitable to every indication and, uh, face. So yes, we have different fillers. Right. On the market. Um, some of the product houses, uh, especially Galdoma, as I said, have two different technologies in each technology. there are different fillers with different properties Allegan um has um, uh, basically one not basically Allegan has one technology with different particle sizes, mm, mm. so um you know what think about um a carpenter with a full workshop full of different-sized hammers yeah. versus a carpenter with a full workshop with hammers, chisels, saws, etc., etc. et cetera. So um, it, it's really about the understanding of the underlying condition, the anatomy, and then being able to plan uh, according to the properties of the product, where you're going to place it and what it's going to do.
0: So, so while you were talking, I was thinking, you know, it's like building a house on an earthquake fault line or something. You, there's there's different, you know, there's different building technologies because it has to be mobile and and be able to move and stuff like that. So, so suddenly that was just the thought process. Okay. After.
1: So, what if I tell you that? Um, the house that you are building, as you're getting older, the shape of the house changes.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: That complicates things. Yes, absolutely. So if we look at a skull of a twenty-year-old mm-hmm. versus the skull of a fifty-year-old, the twenty-year-old. <laughs> 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 so, if you look at the skull of a 20 year old and if you look at the skull of a yeah. 50 year old, um, of that same 20 year old in 30 years' time, mm. it looks completely different. Very depressing. It's terribly it's depressing. depressing. <laughs> if, so, remember, yes, one of the things, one of the things that we said, um, for men mm-hmm. is a strong angular jaw. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try and explain it to you. We look at the angle of the jaw. So, this is just in front of your ears if mm-hmm. you if you put your fingers there. Mm-hmm. So, ideally, you want that to be a 90-degree angle. Again, think of Superman. What, Henry yeah. Cavill? Yeah. Oh, God. He's got the most amazing jawline. Mm. As we age, that angle opens up so it becomes bigger. So it becomes more rounded. Hmm. The height of your jawbone, the mandible, the thing at the bottom that moves, like the marionette, okay, becomes thinner. So you lose height in your jaw. And the most depressing one for me in any case is the chin. Hmm. Um, Ideal young guy. The teeth and the chin are in one, one plane. But as we get older, the teeth recesses and the chin moves forward. So your, your chin starts rotating mm. upwards. Sure. So, um, if you understand those changes, now you can pick a product to address that specific condition. Another area that changes dramatically is the orbit, your eye socket. As we're young, the eye socket is round. As we get older, it becomes oval. So now you have a round ball in an oval space. So suddenly you have a lot of space. And as we get older still, it becomes square. Yeah. Wow. So Something and changes. that, that yeah. creates one of the biggest signs of aging in men, and that's
0: eye bags. Mm. And you see this – you can see an older person will have a so- – they soften. Their, their features soften. Yeah. They, they start looking like someone taken, who's taken their teeth out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But now the, the changes that you're talking about, do they also apply to women? Absolutely. In, as, as, it's
1: as, exactly the same thing. As badly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't um, have
0: to add as badly. Well, because it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> I actually think that women
1: age worse.
0: Oh, yes, I do. No. I women really women
1: agree. age worse than
0: men. Um, but you really don't look too bad for forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your bottle of water at me. Come on.
1: So um, let's look at where we use filler and how we use. Mm. it so, if you look at the signs of aging in the face, it's jowliness, it's the change in the shape of the jaw, it's eye bags, it's um the deep nasolabial lines. Now, if you want to address that, you need to know what causes it. Mm. Women do this all the time, and uh, you know what... Uh, as much of a guy as I am, every morning I start to stand in front of a mirror and I put my fingers on my cheeks and pull back. Do you guys do it as well?
0: No no but I've done that you
1: will do that believe me How if f- only it, it you know just if just only things go yeah. no, move but back what
0: I have done is when you get um like a a bucket uh, with with ice and some water and you just dunk your head in that. I've done that.
2: Why <laughs> do you do that? Because it, it, it will the re- retract wall. the skin because of the cold. It will pull the skin. Oh. Just put hemorrhoids. Oh,
1: wait, there. must I not do that? Please tell me now. They did a cold water immersion with half your face in cold mo- water. Is probably one of the best ways that we deal with stress and vagal nerve activity. So it's really not a bad thing, but rather do your whole body in the cold water. Yeah,
2: I'm not
1: there, Dr. Mark. I'm not So, um, but there's nothing that you're going to do to the bony changes That's the problem mm. okay. There's nothing that you can do about the bone Now on top of a bone You sit with fat pads um, Often you see older, fatter people And they don't have lines and wrinkles And they don't look jowly Yes, they have three chins But they don't look jowly um, And that's because They have a lot of support From the fatty tissue in the face okay. But take that fat away And ask anyone um, who's lost a lot of weight rapidly and they would say to you, you know what, I would, if only I can get my fat face back.
0: Yes, because they
2: look completely different.
1: And they look old.
2: Yes. And sick so, sometimes.
1: So, um, so that's what we can address with filler is the eye bags, those, those bags around the eye. Tear trough deformities, where you have this line coming from the inside of the corner of the eye down onto the cheek. that That's what we call a tear trough deformity. And again, that is what makes you look old or tired. Mm. And it it all comes down to that emotional beauty. If I put you in the middle of a street and I ask people to walk past you, what does their emotions tell them? Is this tired, angry, sad person, um, do I want to approach them or not? Because if you look angry and sad or tired, no one wants to be around you. So it's all about the emotional beauty. Flattening um, and volume loss in the mid-face. So in the mid-face, this is the area from your nose to your ear, that, that middle area. We call it the middle third. Um, it's very interesting that the bone in that area starts recessing. So you lose the support that gives you that healthy, full look in the face. And as that goes, think about this tissue that used to sit high, it starts drooping giving you the nasolabial fold. So now you start looking bulldoggy. And that just sags further and it gives you the marionette lines, the corners that run down from the corner of your mouth down to your chin. Again, that just looks saggy. So that, that is where you use filler, where you re-volumize, Support the tissue, not overfill the tissue. And that brings me to my favorite, favorite product. Okay. The biostimulators. Because in my practice, this was a game changer. And in the field of aesthetics, I still held this as one of the biggest breakthroughs. For the simple reason, biostimulator is going to address all these different um, signs of aging, the laxity of the skin. So, if you want to check for laxity, just stand in front of a mirror, um, and here at the lower end of your cheek, everyone in <laughs> <laughs> the studio yeah, is doing yeah. it, which you can see it. So, um, mm-hmm. just pinch the skin and pull it away. And if you, uh, you know what, if you can pull it away like a rubber band, that's the sign of laxity. Sure. Um, just too depressing. <laughs> now, <laughs> and people th- leave. The <laughs> second thing, the sign of aging is sagging in the skin. Mm-hmm. So the easiest way for you to do sagging is put your put your thumbs on your temple,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and lift l- just lift up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and see how much your skin is moving. Um, the other place where you can do that is just put it here on your on on the side of your cheek on that between your ear and your eye and lift upwards and see how much the skin is moving and see what happens to your neck and your neck line. So that's sagging in the face. And then we have volume loss. And with that comes the dullness in the skin, the pigmentation, the pore size, etc., etc. Now, biostimulators, and there's only one pure biostimulator available in South Africa. And it's in the Galderma range. It's called Sculptra. The biostimulators address all of that. It's my favorite treatment. Why? Because it's easy to do. It's bi-identical. Mm-hmm. It we uh, let me tell you about the product. Sorry, I, 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 now I'm. He's
2: gone so excited. He's yeah, just excited. Is,
1: so we've spoken about. Um, remember, we spoke about biostimulators Yes. So um, biostimulators is made from polylactic acid. Now think about this: lactic acid when you exercise, it's the lactic acid that collects in your body. And And that
2: causes the stiffness. That's causes
1: it causes inflammation.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. So lactic acid comes from fermenting of sugars. It's the breakdown of sugars in the muscles that leads to lactic acid. And um, when we harvest that lactic acid and we combine it, we get polyalactic acid. It's natural. It comes from normal sugars. It's biocompatible in the sense that it's the same as what's in your body, and it's biodegradable, which means that it breaks down into water and carbon dioxide. So for those um, vegan, chai tea, skinny latte people, <laughs> this is the best product because there's no foreign substance in your body. Um, we, for us to inject it, we use sterile water and this lactic acid, which breaks down into water and carbon dioxide. And what it does is it stimulates the production of collagen. Now, that collagen addresses the laxity in the skin. It addresses the sagging in the skin. It gives us natural volumization. It illuminates the skin. So we we all do that. Bathroom facelift, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it does without changing the shape of a face. And for me, this is the best treatment for men. Why men do not want to look different? They want to look uh, the same. They just don't want the bulldog look where everything starts Mm. sagging. So how long does that take
2: for it to kick in?
1: So it's a course of treatments. The um, rule of thumb in the industry is for each decade of life, you do one treatment. So, one treatment is a vial of treatment. Um, collagen formation, so if uh, – let me just finish that thought. So, if you 40 or 50, you will do four or five treatments spaced over time. So, in my practice, it would be six to eight weeks apart. Um, and that would be one treatment course. The beautiful thing about this is it's natural collagen stimulation, which starts happening, I would say, from um, uh, week four onwards. Do you see anything in the face? No. Um, so from week eight, now I can start seeing a difference. And that's when I do my second treatment. And suddenly things just speeding up. And no one can pinpoint what you've done. Mm. Um it's 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 a treatment that you do in in my practice it takes me ten minutes to do it on a patient um there's no downtime there's no pain there's no swelling, there's no bruising, and you know what you just look great um after Six months. That's its biggest downfall because you need to sell the patient on I'm going to do something for which you're going to pay and you're not going to see your results with yeah. in the first two months. Um, and then the results are going to get better. But before the results get better, you have to pay me again for the second treatment. But I promise you, by after the second one, they will say, When can I have a third? Can I not have it a little bit sooner? Mm. So is it too late for someone in his 60s or 70s to have it done? No. It? not at all not at all you, the body forms collagen right throughout your lifespan but the amount of collagen that you start forming from your 20s starts decreasing mm. um the rate of collagen as well as the colli- uh, quality of the collagen and on top of that we lose collagen at a rate of 1% per year so um if we take you your collagen uh, At 20 versus the collagen that you have at, um, 40, you have 20% less collagen in your face. And, and that's where the signs of aging come from. To, to answer, to answer questions, when do you start this? Mm -hmm. Um, with, with something like Sculptra, a biostimulator procedure, this is something that I would start in my early thirties. Um, and maybe do one or two. Um, so that I delay the mm. aging process, this is all about prevention of the aging process when it comes to toxins, as I said, the botox and the Dysport, um the easiest thing to see is when you uh, for men is when they start forming resting lines um you know what i i i I don't like men without uh, mobility in their yeah. face; it just yeah. looks unnatural women, yes. Um, on women, you don't want to see frown lines or expression lines. You want to be able to, for them to at least move the eyebrows, so that you can see when they're angry or sad. Yes. But in men, it's something that you know what you need the movement. We communicate with our faces, especially the two, the, the front half of of your face. Um, changes in expression in the face is. Two millimeters, sometimes one millimeter conveys a different message. Mm. So, um, you know, it's that old thing about Patsy, uh, that says, it, um, to Eddie, can you see that I'm ha- happy? No, money well spent. <laughs> so it, it, it's, you know, but that doesn't work in today's society. No. And I do think that social media, um, is, is, is to blame. But we do not see social media of aesthetic treatments for men. Um, The ones that we do see are the guys that um, 90% of the male population do not identify with. And this is your your overly metrosexual or more feminine uh, type of guys. Uh, You know what? Highly defined used, yeah. eyebrows and all, all of that. And, and, yeah, but, and you know, but mobility
0: uh, in face and
1: it's, I don't understand it as a gay, as, as a gay person myself. Mm. I don't understand this wanting to look like a, a girl. Um, for me, it's, uh, let you let know what? I am, yourself. I'm attracted to men because they are manly. Yeah. Um, but to each his own. There's no judgment there. Um, it's, it, but that is something I think that's holding aesthetic treatments for the general male population. Um, something that puts it into, into question. I don't want to look like that. And, you know, but pick the right practitioner, do the right treatment, understand your face and what can be done. And, you know, what I, we can. Enhance your masculinity, Mm. not decrease it. Mm. Mm. Um, Making you looking more approachable, more attractive, more youthful. Um, And in my practice, you know what? We achieve that with uh, neuromodulators, um, Dysport, a product that I use. Um, Fillers, in my my practice, I use the Restylane range. Just because it gives me uh, a tool for every single job that I need to do. Um, it's incredibly versatile. And then my go-to, go-to product, uh, the biostimulators for men, just because they respond so beautifully to it without creating any changes to the shape of the face. They just look like they did 10 years ago. Um, far healthier, far more radiant and glowing and attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the last things I think that we need to talk about is hair, hair restoration. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. which is so incredibly important. Um, for the majority of men, I'm one of them. Um, hair loss is something that we need to understand. It's genetic. Um, and this is what we call androgenic alopecia. Um It's distressing for someone to to start losing their hair Especially if they start losing them at a younger age We all remember when we were young I don't know simply where you might be Too young in our days You saw those older men uh with a comb over Where one side of... The, they, you, they grow down It's grow Donald... Down really it's like Donald, oh, Trump. Donald Trump Oh my gosh! <laughs> It's, it's like Donald Trump. So, you know, but they have this, um, you're also too young to remember Joshua Dole.
0: I'm, I'm not that ad.
1: Okay. So the we Joshua Dole, so what, what they used the to do is, it's, it's, it's like, um, the funky hairstyles that people now have where they shave oh, no. short on the one side and grow long on the other side, but they take that and they create this bouffon, um, over there, um, bald spot. Um, so, hair transplants, uh, we've, we've uh, covered it um, in this show repeatedly with Dr. Catherine Davies. It's something that most aesthetic practitioners um, can do, and we do it a lot in my practice. There's different treatment modalities that you can use, from topical applications to things like microneedling, um, photodynamic therapy where we use red light or infrared light. Um, there's, um, platelet rich plasma, which is very effective. There's different compounds that you can use to either stamp in or inject. Yes, some uh,
0: question. Um, when we talk about like hair treatments, we always talk about the head. Um, could you possibly do any of these treatments for like the beard? Uh, you know what
1: beard growth mm-hmm. is a product of sexual development. So testosterone. You either going to have a beard or you're not going to. Okay. Really. Um I I very often Get guys coming into the practice, and they have patchy beards, mm-hmm. or you know, but they want to grow a beard. I I don't understand why, because now it just looks like some dead animal <laughs> is is decomposing, because it's quite patchy. And for that, what what we do is we actually use minoxidil,
2: hmm.
1: like you would use topically. Mm-hmm. You can apply minoxidil in the facial area. Which will strengthen the hair It's not necessarily going to Give you new hair In patches where you didn't have hair But it will thicken And strengthen the rest of of the hair But you know what Uh, 10 years ago No one had beards Now everyone has beards And believe me In 10 years No one's going to have a beard
0: It's going to look terrible I've got a, a, a trans man friend Who has the biggest, fullest beard, and that would be the testoster the, the the testosterone that that he got. Um, I should imagine. Did he transition from male, uh, female, female to male. male? Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. In fact he looks, I he looks like Paul Kruger. I, I have to be honest, that's
1: that's quite strange because mm. in the T clinic where we treat men um, with testosterone uh, on a continuous basis, m- probably not as high as for for a trans person initially, mm. um, you know, it, there's definitely no change in hair growth um, or, or beard growth. Uh, mm. Dante uh, has been using... Uh, testosterone throughout his life at different stages. I've sure. been using not to testosterone. <laughs> gender, all right, simply way. not to
0: change my gender. What was it like being a woman? <laughs> He's just now an old woman.
2: <laughs>
1: it's a difference. Wait till we get off air. <laughs> so, um, and I don't see changes in in hair growth with. The use of testosterone. So I, you know what I, 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 no, that's not a, There's other ways that you can promote it, but you know what? It's if you don't have it, you don't have it.
2: Okay. But well, so. did your trans friend uh, also have
0: a, a huge increase in body hair? Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Sure. Yeah. Your- It's amazing, isn't it? Sorry, I'm showing a (laughs) picture. I forgot uh, we're on air. Other
2: hormones as well, not just uh, testosterone.
1: No, it would be testosterone. Okay, so Semperi has lassoed me again. Let's just recap. The most um, uh, popular and common uh, aesthetic treatments for men out there is the neurotoxins, in layman's terms, Botox treatments. My, My practice, this is where we treat the forehead lines, um, as well as, um, the lines between the eyebrows. And, um, then the filler treatments where we restore volume and definition to the face, creating a more masculine look, specifically along the jawline, the chin, um, treating those deep nasolabial lines in the eye bags. And then my go-to product, the biostimulators, just returning that youthful appearance, without uh, changing your face and then hair restoration. So, if you want to know more, um, visit us at Dr. Mark Aesthetics. We're in Brighton. The number is zero one zero eight two four one three nine three. Thanks, guys. It was great. Next week we will be back, and um, I have no idea. We'll we'll keep you posted about what we're talking about. Have a great
0: day. Thanks. Bye, Bye, everybody. That was the Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by Tea Clinic.